Okay, here we go. Season two of The Crossroads. So I promised you guys I was going back to school. And while I go back to school, I'm going to try to bring you some of the interesting content that I learned. This is an entire year program. I've done this one time before. This was, um, gosh, Tom just asked me about it. It was probably four, four and a half years ago, right when I started my own practice, just about six months in. I went back to school for functional medicine, and I kind of ignored this lesson when it was first asked of me. So, so the first lesson was, do your patients know why you're in practice? I don't think very many people do. I'm going to try to briefly go through how I got here and why, but then I'm going to focus pretty heavily on what in the world we are doing here at Crossroads and what my plans are, because I have some big, big plans for the next two to three years. So I became a chiropractor um, because I job shadowed a guy named Trent Boggs. He's the chiropractor at Edgewood Chiropractic Center. Um, and when I was 16 years old, I thought that looked like a cool job. That was it. I had no real passion for it. I had never been to a chiropractor before. I went to chiropractic school, fell in love with it, thought it was the coolest thing in the world. And I was actually just telling a patient this. Um, my school was interesting. So chiropractors have different scopes of practice all across the country. In some states, they are considered a primary care physician. And in some of those states, they can actually prescribe medication or do minor surgery. And so my school adopted the practice of we are going to train you on everything. And I mean everything. We were doing gynecological exams. We were doing full diagnostics, imaging, radiology, blood work, pharmacology. We had to learn all of it. And I had no idea that that's what I was getting into. No idea. So... I actually really look back and very much appreciate that because it built a very solid foundation for me to throw on functional medicine and just hit the ground running. So four and a half years ago, I go back to school for functional medicine. Some of you know why is, uh, I'll, I'll briefly go into it. So I went to a seminar um, that was put on by a guy named Dr. Gata. Um, Dr. Michael Gata was talking about the cardiovascular system, the cardiovascular disease, which is the number one killer of Americans. I embarrassingly told the representative for standard process who invited me that I don't see much cardiovascular disease. And he kindly told me that that's because you're not looking for it. It is there and I'm missing it. So I go to this seminar, completely opened up my mind to the lies of what I thought or what I had been told about cardiovascular disease and the drugs used to treat it. And these lies were exposed very simply. It was not maliciously. It was, oh, this is wrong. This is why. This is the research. This is what's actually true. And here's how you reverse cardiovascular disease. Opened up my mind. I decided to go back to school with Dr. Gata through his institute and completely changed my life. So that's how I got here. Um, I started my own practice five years ago, um, me and one other employee. Um, we now have 16 employees. We've hit an embarrassment of riches here in my office. I think there's a few reasons for that. 
the biggest reason is that we are telling the truth. We are telling the truth here at Crossroads about health. We are also telling the truth about disease. And we are also exposing the lies. It's very similar to the lies that I saw about cardiovascular medicine and disease. We're exposing those in such an obvious way that it is very clear that the specialties, the physicians here, know what they're talking about. And so I want to get into my goals for the next three to five years. And I actually have these written down. I'm sharing them with you. This is going to now be public knowledge. You get to keep me accountable. Before when I went to chiropractic school, my goal was to fix shoulders and low backs and help people, you know, with their bodies, um, specifically musculoskeletal cases. And it's morphed and turned into this. So I'm trying to solve three problems. I want to solve, one, the problem with health care. I want to solve, two, the problem with food. And I'm trying to solve, three, the problem of education. So if, if we can achieve these goals, and I say we, this is, these are, yes, my goals, but they are crossroads goals. This is it's going to be a team effort. If we can achieve these goals, not only are the sick going to be healed, but the sick, their children will not know disease. They will not know disease the way that they have to know disease. And man, that gets me fired up. I want, I want that so bad. I want that for my kids. I want that for your kids. And if, if we don't do this, if, I, if my team and I, if these goals are not vigorously attacked, if we do not try to achieve these three things, I only view a more suffering, more squandered, more resentful life for anyone that touches us, myself and my family included. So a lot of people ask me, like, where do you get all the time to do all of this, all the energy to do this? I, um, my answer is there's not an option to not do it. So... There's not an option for me to not seek the truth about those three things in particular because of how much they have interceded and touched my own personal life, my professional life, and the life of my employees that are helping me try to achieve these goals. So we're going to need a different mindset. We're going to need tenacity. We will need to be humble. We will need to be eager. We will need to be a pioneer. We will need discernment, and probably above all, we're going to need courage. So let me get into those three goals a little bit more specifically. The problem with healthcare. I really truly believe if you want to solve the problem with healthcare in this country, you have to do a few things. One, you have to, to change tort reform. The way that you sue a doctor, the way that you sue a hospital, it's, it's so backwards. We have to change that. 
no, I'm not interested in running for political office. I'm not interested in trying to change tort reform, but I do believe it is part of the policy that needs change if you want to fix health care. The second thing we need to do is we need to bring back private practice. And I'm talking for all professions. I'm talking for surgeons. I'm talking for primary care doctors. I'm talking for GI specialists. I'm talking private practice. The hospitals have become something that I don't think they ever intended to become. When the church started hospitals, it was to help with emergency medicine for those people who would not get help, could not get help. Now, all of a sudden, they've specialized, hyper-specialized, field after field after field. Now you have this gigantic, money-making, money-needing machine that is not interested in health or truth or compassion or caring the way that it was intended to at its origin. It is now interested in bottom lines, in dollar signs, in insurances. How quickly can you get in? How quickly can you get out? And they've lost patient care. We can bring it back by bringing back private practices and my goal to solve the problem of healthcare is to be a shining example of that. Our office, my original intention for leaving my job and starting something new was what I call the round table. My goal is the round table where multiple, multiple doctors sat around the round table, multiple physicians with different experiences, different specialties. Maybe it's not even a physician. It's a personal trainer, a, a nutritionist, a counselor an acupuncturist, a chiropractor, a naturopath, a medical doctor, these all sit around the same table with one goal in mind, to get to the root cause of the problem. We fix problems. We try to solve problems. And to solve problems, you have to identify the truth about the problem. That is how you are going to fix healthcare. And Crossroads is not only going to do it, we are currently doing that. So, the problem with food. This one's pretty exciting. The problem with food in this country is that in the late 90s, maybe it's even early 90s, we started poisoning our food supply. So, we started doing a lot of silly stuff to our food, and I am not an expert on big ag. I don't care to be an expert on big ag, but I know enough that we have adulterated true food. We've criminalized certain true foods. Why in the world is it illegal for an Amish person to sell you whole milk that they don't pasteurize or homogenize? Do you know what pasteurized milk is? It's dead milk. Think of it this way. This may gross you out, but a breastfeeding mother. So the milk of that mom is alive. There's antibodies in it. There's bacteria in it. There's all kinds of microorganisms that come from the mom that they give to the baby. That is by design. It is unbelievably healthy. That may gross you out thinking of drinking bacteria, but you guys eat and drink bacteria all of the time. What we do when we pasteurize milk is you go through and you kill everything. So when you kill bacteria, everything that's inside comes out. 
So it explodes and all the things that are supposed to be inside comes out. So now you have these toxins that are floating around in the milk. They're not really supposed to be there. It's supposed to be encapsulated inside of the organism of the bacteria. So let's kill it all. What do you do after you kill it? Well, let's spin it down so everything kind of fits together. So we'll kill it. We'll spin it down. We'll homogenize it. We'll make it all one weird, watery-looking fluid. And then you go drink it, and you cause some sort of severe reaction because it's A, inflammatory, and it's also dead. Eating dead and inflammatory things causes problems inside of your gut. We have a problem with food. I just gave you one silly example. We are killing our food, and we are eating not real food. We're eating dead food at best. And at worst, we're eating chemicals and preservatives. Crossroads is going to solve the problem with food, at least on a scale that we can manage. This year, we're farming five acres of organically grown and farmed soil for the last 44 years. So there's a garden in Angola that we are now starting to partner with. We're actually taking over five of their 16 acres. It has been organically farmed. We've had the soil tested. The soil tester said it's some of the most amazing soil he's ever seen. There are, in some places, over three and a half feet of topsoil that we are going to be farming. If you go and look at the place where your food is grown, soybeans, cornfields, all around you, they don't have any topsoil. Nothing grows there. That's why they have to use chemicals and pesticides and robot food to grow. So we are farming five acres, and we are going to be starting a CSA. So this is a shared, basically shared farm, right? So our goal for next year is 100 people. 100 families is our goal to feed 100 families. I'm not sure how many weeks we are going to be providing food. I do not know the costs yet. I don't know any of those details, but next year we will be bringing organically grown food in soil that has been organically farmed for almost the last 50 years, and we're going to be bringing that to our patients to provide them actual real healing food for probably the first times in their life. And it's going to be grown local, and you're going to be able to get it here. Over the next few years, I would like to start adding meat, chickens, eggs, honey to that produce that we're growing. We'll see if we get enough boots on the ground. We may be able to offer some of that here even next year. But my long-term goal would be to offer our patients who are interested literally a grocery store, a lifeline, where maybe once a week, maybe once every other week, they get a box of food. And this box of food teaches them how to eat organically. It will teach them how to eat seasonally. And we may even hopefully offer you recipes or or instructions on how to can or save some of this food so that you can have this throughout the winter and you can continue to heal your bodies with the food that you purchase. You're going to throw away your grocery bill and you're going to start using that here at our office. And you're going to start thinking of food as medicine the way that it's actually intended. The problem with education. So problem with education is that 
we no longer teach students how to think. We teach them what to think. We can get into a lot of details on this. I probably will have to set aside an entire podcast just to do such a thing. I'm not going to get into the weeds on the Prussian system that the United States has adopted to generate factory workers out of your children. But here's the deal. Schooling, the way that we're doing it now, is terrible. It's, it's objectively terrible. And I have a team working right now to try to put together an education option for our children. Again, it's going to be local, and this is going to start small. And this is just a teaser. I'm going to give you very little details. But this would look like a homeschool co-op that will teach children um, how to be good people and how to be good learners and how to actually have manners as well as learning arithmetic and reading and history and all of this done in in, in safe environment where you actually learn the truth about the real things in this world that actually matter. And I have a team of people helping me work on trying to put that together. My goal is for us to have solved the food problem by 2025. I want this grocery store, co-op, whatever it's going to be, so greased, wheeled, and ready to rumble. We're going to make a whole bunch of mistakes next year. We're going to make hopefully less the year after that and less the year after that. By 2025, I want this thing well-oiled and to be able to offer food to anyone who is part of Crossroads. I have no idea how long it's going to take us to solve this education problem, but with as long as this business is mine and I get to call myself the owner, this will be what we are working on. We will be solving these three problems, healthcare, food, and education. And it will take the right hires, it will take the right systems, it will take the right building, and it will take God's will to make all of these things happen. So, there you go. You wanted to know, Dr. Gata, he implored me to do this first. This was my first lesson. I know some of you were really wanting to get into cancer or autoimmune disease or pancreas or metabolism, whatever it is. The first lesson is, why are you doing what you're doing? I've just given you about 20 minutes of an explanation of how I got here and now why we are doing what we're doing. I will get into more details on how we are going to solve these problems. But if you want the truth and if you want to be a part of the solution of those three problems of healthcare, of food, and of education, you better start hooking your wagon up to Crossroads because we are leaving the station, and if you don't get on, you may actually miss it. I'm so pumped about this. It's not even funny. So I hope that was encouraging. I hope you're pumped too. The thing that is so cool about this, our, our kids who are part of the system, they are going to be the, the best kids that live, have ever, ever lived. They're going to be so amazing kids. <sighs> All right. I don't know if you guys got it, but I'm pumped. So I can use your prayers. I can use your support. If you have good ideas, send them to me. If you think you can help, send them to me. I'm not going to be the only one that makes these things 
solves these solutions. I'm not going to be the only one that makes these things go. So if you have good ideas, I want to hear them. If you think that you can help with any of those things, I want to know. But here we go. Season two of The Crossroads with Dr. Caleb. Boom.